Hi, it's Amy Dillard from Amy Dillard Social Media, and you're listening to Success in Iowa. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Success in Iowa. I'm Todd Studer, and in studio today, we have Julie Wiesman of Council Bluffs. And Julie actually owns a couple of businesses, Miners Healthcare and also Jay's Coffee and Donuts. Well, I can see, Julie, just how those two tie together. Actually, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. Well, let's begin with your uh, Miners Healthcare business. How did this get started? So we started Miners Healthcare. Um, we're in our seventh year. And it started because, quite honestly, I worked for a small home health agency and was not satisfied with the care and the quality that I saw and decided that I could do it better and more fiscally responsible for patients. And we started in 2015. Did you have uh, the entrepreneurial type of thinking before that, or is that where it was born? No. Um, I Let's see. I've been a nurse. I'm in my 22nd year of being a registered nurse. And my first career out of college was a photographer. And I started my own business, had a studio for a long time, really enjoyed that, um, decided that I needed some more money and went to nursing school. And I did both things simultaneously. I don't know how to do just one thing ever. So I have had a love of business forever and have a love of nursing. And I knew that I could marry those two things and find something that could fulfill me, make me happy. And lo and behold, we added another facet to it with Jay's Coffee. But I love business. I love meeting people, being with people, taking care of people, growing things, um, things that are not, are not even mine. I love helping to coach. I love to consult. But yeah, so we've had uh, My Nurse Healthcare has been open since 2015. We have about 30 employees. Um, we have patients all the way out to McCook, Nebraska, to Atlantic, Iowa. We have an agency here in Council Bluffs. We have an agency in Shenandoah, Iowa as well. How do you manage two completely separate industries and still be able to stay on top of everything that's going on? Well, I'm very lucky, and I do surround myself with people who are fantastic and want to help and believe in the mission that I am working towards. How are you able to find these people? Well, I believe in the law of attraction, and I believe that people are put in our lives for a reason, and we've come across people that had very different thought processes, but yet very similar missions. And I look for people who do not have my strengths, who have other strengths, or that maybe it's my weakness and to their strength, and can complement me and our team. So we have two office directors who are polar opposites. I have an administrative coordinator who has a just resume to beat the band. And I have a manager at the coffee shop who does a fantastic job of multitasking and really kind of stepping in where maybe I'm lacking. So I would like to say that I juggle well all the time, but that is not true. So, um, but altogether, we do a nice job and we're continuing to grow. And uh, we have a waiting list for our home health agency. I can't, we can't have, we can't find enough staff to take care of all the people who need to be taken care of. So it's a good and bad problem to have. 
What you're talking about is actually a similar theme that I've heard from other successful business owners that getting the right people in place and finding people that have strengths where maybe this is not a, a full strength of yours. This goes all the way back to, well, I remember hearing a story about Henry Ford who used to get a lot of criticism that he didn't really understand the automobile. And the, the story that I heard went that a reporter was giving him a hard time about that. And he said, you ask me any question about the car and I can answer it for you. Go ahead. And uh, the reporter asked him a question and Henry Ford called one of his assistants into the office to get him to answer it because that's how it works. He had the right people in place. That's what you're talking about is getting the right people in place. But knowing what those people look like, that's a skill that not everyone has. Well, and I can't say that I've made, you know, every every hire or every team member that we've brought on has been uh, the most perfect fit because that's life. But, you know, we've made some pretty darn good decisions for sure. 30 employees. At what point since 2015 when you began uh, My Nurse Healthcare did you see that as a possibility? Oh, I mean, no. <laughs> It was, I I had uh, three employees for the first two years alone. And the the basis of the business is that I'm a nurse navigator. So I do air traffic control for patients that are living at home. And we help go to doctor's appointments. We help spearhead and interpret, you know, their, their healthcare journey with their practitioners. You know, we're advocates for them. And... I did that solely for two and a half years, and then there was such a need for home health assistance and certified nursing assistants to be in the homes to help people do those activities of daily living like showering, bathing, meal preparation, medication reminders, um, companionship, that it wasn't really the direction I was planning on going in, but it was inevitable because it's there's such a need out there our aged population is aging in place. And I don't know about your generation. My generation certainly is not prepared with a 401k to, you know, live in a big box assisted living facility for very long when some of those come with a pretty hefty price tag. So aging at home is how things are going, unfortunately, fortunately. And, you know, we're going to be there to help people stay at home because we do know that disease process can be slowed a little bit when we can keep people in their home with their pets, with their families as long as possible. What, um, what kind of goals do you have for the healthcare side of, of the, well, let's just call it a conglomerate that you're building here. What, uh, do you have future goals, future growth plans? Uh, what does that look like? Absolutely. I'm, I'm about two years behind on one of our steps that we, we had uh, first identified that we wanted to do, which is a multi-generational day program. And what that is, is we want to serve special needs kids, special needs adults, and then typically developing kids all in a daycare or a day program setting. And we want our dementia patients to be mingled in with our kiddos and we want kids to read to our seniors we want to do art projects together and like I said we, we know that we can slow some disease processes a little bit by keeping minds sharper 
focused, involved. And for our Alzheimer's dementia population, there's nothing better than hanging out with your grandkids or being with children or having companionship. And unfortunately, a lot of our seniors who are dealing with these these uh, disease processes are either sitting in a facility or sitting at home by themselves, whereas they can come to our day program and be with people, maybe have a safe place to shower, have a safe place to go to physical therapy. Um, that's not even, you know, delving into the special needs daycare side. So many special needs kids have parents who need somewhere for, you know, these kids for respite, for parents to go to work, for parents to be parents, for parents to go on date night, you know, somewhere where specially trained people can properly take care of your kiddo. And I'm a special needs parent myself and know that there's just not a lot of resources out there in this avenue. And we want to have a special needs acclimated playground. We want a place where special needs kids can feel like their peers and a place for their peers to have a little bit of a little bit more acceptance to, you know, people who are developing differently than they are. How far out do you think you are from making all of that a reality? Uh, You know, we have been fundraising for the better part of a year and a half now. How this looks to me is a community program. So we need a large enough building that can house all three of these populations and have special playgrounds. And we know that when we start this program that we want to have a bakery and a coffee shop. And that's where Jay's Coffee was born, because that was a way that I could see that we could financially start saving some money. So we purchased a trailer and renovated and started driving this coffee trailer around towns in southwest Iowa and, and you know, eastern Nebraska and, you know, started serving coffee and mini state fair donuts to communities to raise money. It just exploded like we didn't even know it was going to explode. This was the, I mean, really, that was the biggest that I thought that Jay's Coffee was ever going to get. Well, and uh, folks in the Council Bluffs area probably seen your trailer. I've seen it in a lot of different locations. However, it grew into something past a trailer fairly quickly, didn't it? Very, very. Um, our very first weekend out, we were in Crescent, Iowa, who, shout out to Crescent, they have been our number one supporters since we started this journey last year in 2021. Uh, we were parked at Great Lakes Insurance, and we had a huge line, and there was a gentleman in our line who you know, got up to the window, and I noticed he was very sharply dressed, and he got up to the window, and he says to me, well, tell me the brainchild for this, because somebody back there in line said, you're a nurse, and I said, I am. We are, I own a home health care company, and we are, we have this mission to open this day program to serve all the different generations and abilities and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm telling him all this. And he goes, wow. He says, I love this mission. He said, uh, I'm actually the executive director at Lortz and Gardens, and we would love it if you would consider bringing your coffee shop into our gardens. And I was like, uh let me think. <laughs> and it was surreal. 
I, I mean, the, the gals that were in the trailer with me, we were like, did that just happen? You know, and uh, we we worked on negotiations for a couple months and we have been part of the Lauritsen family since February this year. And they are an amazing group to work with. They have just brought us in and made us feel very welcome. They they're just fantastic. And uh, so we yeah, we've been there since February of this year and it's been amazing. And then we opened our our third location here in Council Bluffs on the 100 block in July of this year. So, you know, we're small, but, you know, it's just, it's superseded all my expectations. And, and we're kind of in uncharted territory at this point, so. I think you used the wrong adjective. I don't think small describes what it is that you're doing at all. What I am curious about, though, is uh, the location on the 100 block. You went into what most people commonly know it as the Chamber of Commerce uh, offices, and uh, that had seen a couple of failed coffee shops there that weren't able to make a go of it. So what made you decide that you were going to take this over and uh, make it work for you? Man, that's a, that's a question that I've been asked several times. And, you know, when when the previous coffee shop was going out, you know, I talked to her a little bit, and I just thought, you know, the parking is is a challenge. Um, I don't know that anywhere that I couldn't have a drive through would be the right move. And then when it came down to it, I just thought, I can do this. And we can, we have a little bit different flavor of a coffee shop. We have a very laid back, family friendly environment. We see a lot of traffic with families on the weekends. We have a lot of games on the weekends. We do a lot of events that are family-based. And I just thought, you know, I can always try it. And the answer is always going to be no unless I ask. And I'm going to try and see if we can make a go. And, you know, so far, fast forward six months later, we're doing great. So, Does it help that you have other locations as well that that particular location in Council Bluffs is you're not going to live and die just by what happens there. It's, it is, uh, it seems like it's almost complementary to everything else that you're doing. Absolutely. You know, we, uh, we moved our, the chamber has been a wonderful family too. Uh, we, we moved our minors healthcare offices in there too. So it makes it a lot easier for me to multitask for sure. And y- you know, it just, it's worked out really well. So yes, all three uh, locations function like puzzle pieces together. I guess I didn't even realize that you had the My Nurse uh, portion of your uh, business in that same location. I know that the chamber does lease out different spaces. I actually gave some consideration briefly to looking into it when I was looking at places to be able to put my facility where we're sitting right now. And, and eventually uh, I found this and realized just how great, how great of a location it was, even though I didn't think it was going to be. But you're seeing opportunities that I'm not convinced everyone would see. Is is there anything that you credit that to? You mean opportunities for Jay's Coffee or well, Myers well, Healthcare? Both. I mean, the fact that your coffee shop and, and your coffee side of the business was born just to raise some money uh, for a facility that you wanted to build and it's just kind of taken a life on of its own, but you recognize that it was as it was happening. 
That's the mind blowing part to me is you've got so much focus going into your other business that you're already doing. And yet you were still able to recognize a new opportunity and take advantage of it. You know, I think, and it's really funny because as a nurse, you know, I always hear nurses say, well, if I wasn't, if I wasn't nursing, I'd own a coffee shop. I mean, I've heard that forever and ever. And that's always, I don't know if it's, you know, such a contraindication to our field that we're always like, I just wish I was cool and hip and could go work at a coffee shop, you know, but it is really fun. I mean, it's, I'm very social. My family is very social. I have several of my kids that work for me and, you know, we're all very social, friendly people. And it's such a great atmosphere to make new friends and connections and just meeting people and just making, you know, making someone happy, doing something fun. Rarely do we get anybody who comes into the coffee shop that has a grimace and is angry, not saying people don't have things going on, but people usually come in and they're just, they just want to be visited with and, you know, make connections. And so we're super thankful that, you know, we don't have a drive through there. We are working on um, online ordering as we speak. So the Chamber and MP Dodge were fantastic. And we actually have our own parking spot on the east side of the building. So any of our customers can park there. And then we will have a place where customers can online order and come in and we'll bring it out to them. So we're working on that. So we knew that not having a drive through was going to be a challenge. But I mean, we're kind of we're kind of uh, hurtling over it. So and people have been very, very supportive and kind and you know, it, it is effort to get out of your car and come inside when it's cold and it's rainy and it's snowy. And we really appreciate that. And we appreciate that they're spending their dollars with us. It can be very easy to get caught up in seeing what's wrong with the situation. I'm, I'm guessing that every time that um, you drive past a Scooters or a, a Starbucks or anything else and you see the line in the drive through going around it, the tendency would be, oh, if I only had that, look how much more success I would be. But it doesn't sound like you're even thinking about that. You say, okay, well, this is what we have. This is our reality. So let's make this work. That to me is what can create a successful environment. I agree. I mean, look at, look at what, what can we focus on in this, you know, with this challenge, with this hurdle, can we, can we fix and what can we not fix? But you know, spoiler alert, we are, uh, we are opening a drive through in the first part of 2023. Really? Here in Council Bluffs. So. I was about to ask you about uh, future plans and if you had any. So is this going to be a standalone facility then? Yes. Are you ready to announce its location or is that not done yet? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you got the first, you got the first little bite there, so. Wow. Well, I'm actually uh, honored that uh, you sprung that here. That's, that's huge. It is. It is. I mean, we're not, we're not going anywhere. We're not going away from the chamber. We love that area. We love that location. And we want to serve those that are working and living down there. And, you know, we really want to be part of the betterment of our great little community. And I think Council Bluffs gets a bad rap for a lot of things. And it's a great, great town. I think that I know the bad rap you're talking about. It's not from people who live here. Mm-mm. And, um, you know, I have had, I won't say heated discussions, but uh, maybe passionate discussions from folks that live out farther west of Omaha 
that I can say, look, you know, all of the things that you love about Omaha, I can be there quicker than you can. And I also have access to an awful lot of things on this side of the river that you aren't even aware exist. Come on over, take a look, find out that the things that you're talking about and that reputation that uh, folks have gotten into their head isn't real. And there is some very, very exciting things happening in this community. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's just, I mean, all the beautification projects that we've got going on, all the hard work that a lot of our organizations, both for-profit, not-for-profit, are, are working on right now, it's unbelievable. And I can't wait to see where we're going to be in just two years from now even. I mean, the growth has been, I've lived in this community just 10 years. And I mean, just since I've been here, it's just amazing growth. And I'm excited for it to be a part of it. I've been... Uh enthusiastic about everything that's happening down by the river, what they're calling River's Edge and Tom Hannafin Park. And you could take that particular area of town and drop it into any city in the country and it would fit right in. I mean, it is a really, really nice area. There's a lot of historic uh, areas here. Uh, I believe that the community has figured out that we need to start saving some of the history that we still have remaining because we lost so much of it in the middle part of the century that because the downtown area of council bluffs used to be very very historic and so much of it fell into disrepair and just had to be raised completely but now we're seeing a lot of restoration and uh, different things that are happening downtown and that just spreads out even farther and you seeing the future in that and wanting to expand your own business right here while still recognizing opportunities elsewhere. I mean, Loritz and Gardens is not in Council Bluffs, it's in Omaha. And you saw an opportunity and, and took that on. So that's one of the main reasons that I wanted to talk to you today is just because you are so just nonchalant about the success that you've had and you just kind of calm about it and say, oh yeah, that's just what it is. And I, I get inspired by stories like yours. Oh, I appreciate that. I mean, it just doesn't, it, it, a lot of days it doesn't feel real. It feels very surreal that, you know, I have to remind, I'm on the go so much that it's like, I got to remind myself to slow down, stop, look at this, look how far I've come, look how far we, you know, the goals, you know, we've got six more years, we've got six more goals to, that we want to have done in the next five years for minor self-care. We want to be Medicare certified next year. We want to be a certified Medicare certified home health agency. We want to open up a residential assisted living, a home. You know, we have so many things that we just want to get done. Us as a team, you know, it's not just me. We have a whole team of different skill levels, different backgrounds, different um, focuses that all of us together are working on. Being simultaneously involved the way you are now in two different businesses, is it difficult to switch gears when you go from one to the other? No, I find I just wear scrubs every day and then scrub pants and then I just switch my shirt. My husband says in the morning every morning, well, what hat are you wearing today? Are you wearing your barista cap? Are you wearing your nurse's cap? What are you, wearing? What are you doing today? Where are you going to be? I don't know. I'm going to be somewhere. <laughs> but I just wear scrub pants every day and then maybe my Jay's t-shirt or my minor's healthcare t-shirt and and just go from there. So it's, it's, I need to probably slow down a little bit. I'm very, uh, very much a multitasker. 
So ADHD at its finest, I guess. But I need to probably slow down a little bit, but it's it's so worth it. And we're helping people in minor healthcare and we're helping customers. We're helping, you know, I'm going to shoot myself in the foot here, but, you know, we're not out there touting that we're selling the best cup of coffee in the world. But I will tell you, we're selling a great experience and we're selling great customer service. And we want to make people smile and, you know, start their day out well. And if, if a cup of coffee and some mini state fair donuts does that, then heck yeah, we're going to, we're going to keep on doing that as long as we can. So we're really enjoying it and we're meeting a ton of great people. Something that we do now here on Success in Iowa is we get our guest to think of a question for the next guest, Mm. but you don't, you won't know who that guest is. Oh. Well, I have a question for you from Rick Gwill. Okay. From Smith Davis Insurance. Sure. (laughs) He didn't know you were going to be here. Matter of fact, I think when we talked with Rick, I didn't know you were going to be here. Uh, However, his question is, what would be the one thing you wish you knew now that you didn't know when you started? Oh, what a great question. I think it would be to stand with my own convictions. And as far as business goes, I know in my head what I've envisioned and what I want to do. And not to flex to try to make anybody else happy. There is not a multi-generational day program in our area. I have to go to Oregon for a mentor. So this hasn't been done. So I want to do it well, do it right. And when I first started talking about it, I had a lot of people who were like, oh, they tried to do that in Omaha. They tried to do that there. They tried to do that there. And I was like, well, this is different because we're adding in not only special needs kids and the special needs adults, but the typically developing kiddos too. And all three of those have not been melded, to my knowledge, have not been melded together in a day program setting. But stick with your stick with your gut and surround yourself with like-minded people, I think is is my answer. And I what I, I think... You know, when I was younger and very influenced by, you know, my surroundings and just maybe didn't believe that I could put this together one day, I had a lot of self-doubt. But, you know, I always say in my team, one of my office directors hates it when I say this, but I say, where there's a will, there's a way. And it's true. It's true. It's just like looking at, you know, the challenges with the 100 block location and figuring out how to do it. I mean, there's got to be a way, and there is, and we're doing it. So I think just listen to your, listen to your own convictions. I've said it many times, said it here, said it on my social media updates, that if you do not know what to do, do something. It doesn't matter if it's right or if it's wrong. Those chances are pretty good it's going to be wrong. You're not going to get everything right right out of the gate. But... Doing the wrong thing is infinitely better than doing nothing because you have a chance to learn and you can grow and you can do things different. Something you mentioned about your detractors saying that, oh, that's been tried. Well, to me, what I'm hearing is I'm not the first person that's seen a need for this. The need is here. I'm not the only one that sees it. Now, maybe what they tried didn't work, but that doesn't mean there's not a need. And if there is a need and you can meet that need, then 
you will find a path for it to work. Yeah, I mean, I, I just picture, I mean, we have so many patients who live alone, are elderly, maybe have zero family or have adult kids that live out of state, but they don't have anybody. And my team is their family. And how much better of a quality of life could they have if, you know, we pick them up in the van in the morning, they come, they read to the kids, they have lunch with the kids, they, you know, help if they want to work around the day programs, if they want to do projects, and then maybe they have physical therapy before they go back home. We take them home in the van. They just spent the day out and not sitting in their recliner eating a microwave meal. And we can give a better quality of life for our seniors. I mean, they have earned that. Well put. I can't think of a better way of saying it. Give us your uh, places where folks can find you online if they need any more information or would like any more information about what it is that you're doing. Well, we do have a little bit of a social media presence, and it's getting better now that uh, we have hired our administrative coordinator, Sam. She is a godsend and is doing fantastic things on Facebook and Instagram. All of our Google stuff is up now. Uh, Jay's doesn't have a website. Miners Healthcare does have a website. But find us, seek us out, send us an email, send us questions. Um, I'd love to to visit and meet anybody. We do free consultations. We'll come out and talk to your family if you guys have questions. Um, we're here to serve and um, help everybody where they sit currently. She is Julie Wiesman, My Nurse Healthcare, Jay's Coffee and Donuts, uh, just working on building that empire. <laughs> <laughs> and we are thrilled that you came in and talked to us today. And um, I'm, I'm excited for your new location, uh, your, for your coffee shop. I'm I'm going to start trying to guess where this thing's going. But uh, <laughs> anyway, thank you very much for your time. And don't leave. We're going to get a question from you for our next guest. So uh, we want to make sure that uh, we get that written down so we can uh, pass that along to them. So uh, again, Julie, thank you very much for your time. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been great. And thank you very much for listening to this episode of Success in Iowa. We release new episodes each week. So until next time, take care. <laughs>